Thanks for listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast, where our mission is to help hosts share their space and live their dream. This episode is sponsored by our free ebook, Seven Steps to Your First Guest. Our easy-to-follow seven-step guide will give you the confidence you need to do that thing you've always wanted to do. Open up your own short-term rental. Get started today by sharing your space and living your dream by visiting our website, thanksforvisiting.me. And that's for F-O-R. And signing up for your free download of our ebook, Seven Steps to Your First Guest. Again, this is free. So hurry up and get your copy. Now back to the episode. You're listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. We believe hosting with heart is at the core of every successful short-term rental. With Annette's background in business operation and Sarah's extensive hospitality management and interior design experience, this dynamic duo has welcomed more than 2,000 guests from 25 countries, earning them over half a million dollars and garnering them over 650 five-star reviews. Now they're ready to share creative ways for your listing to stand out, to serve your guests and be profitable. Each episode will have knowledgeable guests who bring value to the short-term rental industry, or Annette and Sarah will share stories about their own experiences so you can implement actionable improvements to your own rentals. Whether you're experienced, new, or nervous to start your own short-term rental, we promise you'll feel right at home. Here are your hosts, Annette and Sarah. On today's episode of Thanks for Visiting, we welcome Chris Carlone from Tidy Host. He spits knowledge bombs all over the place, from laundry to cleaning supplies to the difference between residential and short-term cleaners. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Thanks for Visiting. I am one of your hosts, Sarah Karakayan. And I'm Annette Grant, and we are... Thanks for visiting. Today, we're going to talk about outsourcing turnovers with TidyHost. TidyHost is an automated short-term rental housekeeping solution solely for short-term rentals. TidyHost services almost 200 listings in Philadelphia, Chicago, San Diego, and the Jersey Shore, providing hosts with top-tier client service and guests with a smooth stay. All of TidyHost staff are fully insured W-2'd employees, which is pretty non-traditional for this industry. So TidyHost co-founder and CEO Chris Carlone, who is on the show with us today, grew up in Philadelphia attending Temple University's Fox School of Business. After graduating, Chris pursued a career as a local real estate agent in the Temple University area, working with property management firms and brokers on student housing. After his stint in real estate, Chris dove headfirst into the world of corporate software, project management, and client service. In the spring of 2016, Chris and co-founder Kim met with a local commercial short-term rental host who had been trying, like the rest of us, to figure (laughs) out how to handle how to get a handle on the toughest yet most critical part of hosting the cleaning housekeepers traditionally offered a great product in their cleaning but lacked the ability to maintain quality in time under pressure scenarios you know turning over 100 units in 4 hours and the ability to provide an incredible client experience it was then that tidy host was born TidyHost was created to give hosts a hands-free hosting experience, providing a tech-enabled housekeeping team to care for their properties and a high level of client service, providing lightning-fast response times and a focus on doing whatever it takes. 
From the time that Chris cleaned the first unit to now having hundreds of properties under their care, Tidy Host remains hyper-focused on continuing to create a seamless experience for clients and guests alike. Chris, we are so excited. Welcome to our show. Yes, welcome. Uh, thank you for the quick plug. I mean, uh, you know, we said a lot in there, but what it comes down to is uh, it's a tough, uh, tough space that we work in and we're here to make it easier. So, so thanks so much for having me. Oh my gosh. I, you have to, you, you're going to have to watch the time in that because I've got all the questions for you, Chris, <laughs> and this yeah. is going to be chock full of just content and, um, tips and tricks for our listeners to take home and implement and think about. Absolutely. I know Sarah and I obviously get tons of questions about hosting, but I think the number one concern always is like the cleaning and how how it's done. So, uh, and who do we use? That's always that's always the question. So, my first question for you is, did you really clean units in the beginning, Chris? Were you cleaning toilets like you know, the rest of us? <laughs> I did. I did. Okay. Nice. And actually you know, still to this day with, uh, God, 50 some odd housekeepers uh, in Philly, I still pick up a unit every now and again to make sure. Love it. You know, dust the cobwebs off. I still got it, right? I'll send one of my inspectors through and say, check out this unit. Just really check it really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, nice. you know, the funny part is, is when we got our first listing, it was kind of like this great idea and we were going to have this amazing business. Uh, we picked up our first client and I show up to the first checkout and we had no clue what we were doing. It was it was uh, scary to say the least, but you learn by doing, and uh, and we still take that approach today. All of our operations employees are required to do a turnover just to see what it's like. Um, so we still kind of keep that same same thing today. So, I, I, question for you: Did you actually host before you started Tidy Host? I, I did. Okay. Yeah. So I was a host uh, in a previous life. I have negative time for it today. Okay. Um, and and part of what we do actually is we help uh, our clients just, I mean, it's not a service we offer. It's not a bolt on clients that are having trouble getting bookings. We help to optimize listings as well. So, so you know, we use our experience as host to, to help with taglines and descriptions and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell us, I know, you know, you had this, you met with a commercial host and they were trying to figure out how to optimize cleanings, but how did that meeting come about? Like, were you interested in a service facing industry? Were you interested in staying in the short-term rental industry? And who is Kim and how did this all come to be? Yeah. So uh, Kim is my co-founder and actually... The commercial operator we met with is my brother Andrew. Ah, um, nice. Okay. Yeah. So, so Andrew has uh, very high level premium uh, penthouses where celebrities and uh, athletes stay. Uh, and really, what we found is that you know he was hiring residential cleaners that could do the job. Right? They could they could clean a property just like they would if someone lived there. However, we found that their uh, like I said, the communication and things like that were a little bit they weren't up to par with what uh, the, the short-term rental host needed. And they also had an inclination to say, and this is nothing against residential cleaners, but they had an inclination to clean around a coffee pot. And if a, a kitchen mat had a stain on it, you know, flip it over because folks live there. Right. Um, so so the that same. meeting was, was, yeah, it was really all about um, what his experience was because at that point it was new, right? I mean, in 2015, Airbnb was still, you could rent a couch for 20 bucks a night and it could be the grungiest couch in America. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the, the review was five stars. <laughs> so it's different time at that point. But but really that meeting was all about like, how do we solve this to take a great product, which is the cleaning and put some, you know, someone's got to drive the ship sort of mentality to it. 
Well, and it seems like you were, you know, merging your real estate and software because the tech side, I think is, we'll get into that later is important. But for our listeners right now, I do think if, if they are currently hosting, they know this, but if they aren't hosting, there is such a difference between getting your house ready for guests versus just a weekly or monthly cleaning that takes place. So that why don't you talk about in your training those differences, you know, that you talk to when you're going out to either a bring new hosts on or new cleaners on? What are some of those points that you talk about the difference between, you know, they could hire a residential service versus tidy host? Sure. Yeah, so a lot of what residential cleaners kind of see in their day-to-day is that they, they go to a, a, a house or an apartment every Tuesday and they clean Betty's house for a couple hours and, and Betty's stuff's all over. Um, and really, they kind of, the way I describe it is they get, they get that house uh, back to being functional, right? So, but the difference is uh, in, in short term rental cleaning, the house, every single part of the home uh, has to be uh, completely clean. So, so we're talking about uh, we can't leave baseboards with dust on them. Where in a residential situation, if you don't like Betty's baseboards, she may not notice it, right? right. But she notices that her kitchen is organized and her clothes have been put away. Um, so a lot of what we're doing is kind of looking under the hood of uh, things like the bed and the couch and, and really just getting into the details that we may not do otherwise. And I mentioned earlier, you know, residential cleaning, they, they kind of would clean around a coffee pot. I mean, that's something that that could cause a legitimate guest concern if they lift up their coffee pot to pour their morning cup of joe and there's dust under it. I mean, you guys know that could be a fiasco. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, so it's just it's much more serious the level in which we have to take uh, the cleaning to because it's you know it's so important and, and guests are so critical. Absolutely, and they and they should be honestly. I, I welcome guests to. to to look everywhere. You know, right. I, I have confidence in that. And I will say my friends and family and acquaintances, that that's one of the things, if I ever hear a complaint, you know, very rarely about Airbnb, they're like, man, it just wasn't, it wasn't that clean. So it's like they cleaned it the first time for their photos and then they haven't really cleaned, you know, that deep clean since. Yes. So I've got to make sure you're doing that every right. time. So, and the other thing I'll mention too, actually, and I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll wrap up that, that no, point that yeah, we talked about yeah. the residential cleaning. It's, it's the staging too. Yes. Um, one of the things that, you know, back to my example, right? If, if the housekeeper cleans Betty's house every Tuesday and makes Betty's bed, that's great. But we're in the business of experience, right? So what's that guest's experience when they walk in and they see the comforters sideways and lumpy and the pillows are flat <laughs> um, compared to pillows that are fluffed or chopped and beds that are tucked? It's really got to be staged properly because they want to see exactly what they book. Chris, you are a brother from another like, mother. You don't even know like <laughs> how much you're speaking my language. Because my other side of my business is I'm a I'm a stager. And so, and I used to be in the hotel industry. And that's the one thing I noticed missing when I first outsourced cleaning as a or I started at Airbnb in 2013. And I outsourced it maybe six months later and or at least here and there. And that was the thing. It's like, okay, we're vacuuming the main space, but you didn't get the baseboard under the bed, or you didn't lift up the coffee pot or you didn't put the remote exactly where, you know, my picture had it. Like it's gotta be the same each right. time. And underneath the sink, like the towels need to look like the every single towel, even in the back to, stock yeah. is ready to yes. go. <laughs> the coffee mugs, all the handles need to be facing, oh, you yeah. know? So yeah. so Chris, for our listeners who may don't have a tidy host in their area yet, what tips and tricks do you have for training 
turnover professionals, if someone is ready to outsource their their precious, you know, Airbnb that they're they're really, you know, I don't know if anyone can do it as well as I can. So what do you say to those listeners and what are some tips and tricks you have for training the cleaner? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough one. Look, when you hire an independent cleaner and you are uh, strict, I guess I don't want to say strict, particular in how you want a listing set up and you don't allocate the time to train them, right? You're going to have to do a turnover with them potentially um, because you can't expect, you know, you're now the director of housekeeping of your own Airbnb property, even though you've got one cleaner. I love that. Um, so imagine, imagine if, yeah, imagine if a director of housekeeping just showed up and said, I need this property, like this photo, and then just sent a cleaner in to do it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It'd be all wonky. Potentially. Right. So part of the training process is walking them through exactly how you want it set up, whether that's and we do some of this with our clients now. You know, they'll say, I don't have time to show you the space, but my current cleaning crew or property manager can walk you through and I'll say, Well, can you show it to us when it's done? We we want to see exactly how your throw blanket is on the bed and we want to see how you like your pillows. So the other thing I would mention is take an inventory of the we always call it the quirky part of the home. We have on some of our checklists in our software, it says this corner of this home gets dusty every single day. <laughs> I love a new that. cleaner may not know that. Yeah. So, so cool. the specifics. So so taking an inventory, right? Put it make a list of exactly what you do during that process if you can't do the, the turnover with the cleaner. And more importantly, you've got to follow up. I think I think it's unfair if a host were to say I want my listing like this photo and then they're unhappy with the product if they hadn't put the time in to sort of show them how that works. Absolutely. I have a question you just touched on in your software. Do your your team, do they ha- do you have a app specific for Tidy Host or do you use a third-party app? Uh, so the, the answer is both. Okay. Um, un- unfortunately, at this point, we uh, haven't been able to integrate all of our clients' software uh, into ours, and you know, as you can imagine, property managers that we work with are using a, a multitude of systems. So we've we've got to use a lot of systems to kind of put this together. Okay. But by the end of the summer, we should have them kind of consolidated. Wow, nice. Yeah, so we should we're we're looking to be able to bring on any client using whatever system that they're using, which a lot of them are PMS systems that somebody created in a basement uh, somewhere. <laughs> so, you know, right. There's no out-of-the-box integration, but um, we're, we're working on sort of consolidating those now. So when you say property managers, are you do you work with a lot of hosts, maybe hosts who, I guess we'll use the word co-host other Airbnbs? Are you working with property managers as we know them prior to Airbnb and people who actually handle both long-term and now short-term? What Who are you dealing with on a day-to-day basis or the homeowners mostly? Yeah, it's changed so much. I mean, two years ago, it was somebody with an extra property. You know, maybe they moved out of their primary home and and went to buy something else and wanted to list it. So for the you know from 2016 through 2018, maybe even mid 2018, we saw a lot of what we call residential hosts, which is like the one to four listing host, and it's kind of like a side thing for them. It's kind of like a hobby. But now, even Airbnb's data showed that the the is becoming increasingly more managed, where I think now the number of managed properties is either equal to or has outrun the number of properties that are sort of run by a, a host, you know, the property owner themselves. So, you know, in the last 30 days, we've taken on almost 70 listings. Uh, June 1st, we'll have another almost 50. So we'll, we'll take on 100 listings within 
60 days. And a lot of that is because commercial operators that uh, started with two listings now have 40. And they realize that, you know, the piecemealing of contractors <laughs> together to, right. to float this just doesn't work outside of a half a dozen listings. Right. Um, so the com- commercial side is becoming increasingly more important and prevalent. And do you prefer working with the commercial <laughs> over the, the onesie twosie uh, hosts? And you're, it's you okay know, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I'll always be honest. Yeah. So I'll give you the yes and no of that. Okay. Um, we love working with commercial hosts because um, there's more of a partnership, right? We have sort of leverage to say, if we're going to fall short on inspecting a unit, do you guys have someone that can do it? The other side is, is that there's one single point of contact for billing, uh, service issues, what have you. So 100 listings with 100 hosts or 100 listings with one host, obviously, we're going to use you know go the commercial route then. Right. Um, the downside is, is that a lot of the commercial hosts, uh, the, the economics are tough, right? These mm-hmm. are... This is not a business where you pull an 80% margin as a commercial host off of your book of properties. So what's tough is we've got to fit into cleaning fees that were set three years ago. We've really got to make... We've got to get creative with with how we fit our fees in. So definitely pros and cons, but uh, we, we love all our hosts today. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, let's, that's a good segue. Talk to us. Almost a twofold question is, number one... Do you help with um, the host determining what that cleaning fee is? And then if you could walk us through some of the different fees, um, since you are in different cities, have you noticed that those are you know different all over the board and is like a one bedroom and a six bedroom way different? Because I'm, I'm going to be honest, I really only see between like 50 and 100 bucks. Those are like the two I see. Mm. And it's like 50s, a one or two bedroom, and then 100 is like four bedrooms up. And I really don't see much dynamic pricing Mm-hmm. In in that uh, in the cleaning fee. So, do you want to talk to us about your expertise in pricing that out? Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, I just uh, I'll give a shout out to the the Philly Airbnb Host Expo, which was gosh two weeks ago now, and I, I addressed the same point to a group of fifty or sixty local hosts. The cleaning fee is a weird bird right now. Over the last six months to twelve months, there's been this increasing trend that. You know, instead of investing money into a listing, which is furniture, amenities, uh, new photos, what have you, hosts are saying, I'll slash my cleaning fee and guests will book this place all day long. The problem is, is that it's pushing down the rest of the market, Ugh. right? So, yes, so, I so, feel you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's ugly. So, we, don't, we don't like that. <laughs> I agree. And that's, that's the problem is that then you've got to, Get creative in how you can sort of fit in standard, um, you know, standard cleanings and that type of thing into like a really small fee. So, so it's changing, right? Cleaning fees are declining as supply goes up. It's an uh, an immediate effect on the cleaning uh, the cleaning fee because supply goes up, all prices go down. It's just kind of simple economics there. But the the problem is is that the slashing of the cleaning fees as a competitive advantage is throwing a curveball into the market. You know, and I think. To your second question, what are different markets like? It's kind of two in the same the same question there. Where in a market like Atlantic City, New Jersey, which is at the Jersey Shore, there's only 400 listings, right? Philly has 6,000, wow. right? So, okay. So yeah, Philly supply is way up, so their pricing has been squeezed. I okay. mean, we even had to reduce our prices over the last two years just to just to remain competitive. Mm-hmm. But in a new market. 
pricing is still stable. You can get your nightly rate. You can get 180 bucks a night on a small three bedroom, and you could put a hundred and thirty dollar cleaning fee on that. Oh wow! Um, I like those numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so, but you know, all all things uh, aside, the the market sets the fee, right? Okay. We just we just had this conversation. If you're out to hire a cleaning service for your listing you've got to set that cleaning fee at exactly what they charge. Even if you can get close to it, right? So if, let's say that you've had a listing for two years and it's a one bedroom that your cleaning fee is $40 on. Mm-hmm. Let's say a company like Tidy Host charges you, let's say $60 on that clean. I, I will tell you that folks are really nervous about raising that cleaning fee. But if it's a nominal increase that is within sort of that ceiling, mm-hmm. right? Because guests are so price sensitive, it won't have an effect. So let's say you raise that cleaning fee to $50 and you think it's worth it because now you can go to Sunday brunch instead of cleaning your place to pay 10 bucks out of pocket per turn, right? right? I mean, that 150, 200 bucks a month, whatever it is that you're coming out of pocket to subsidize the cleaning, what are you doing with your time now instead. Right. And it's right? not coming out of pocket. Hopefully it's still in their in their revenue, in their profits, you know? So it's a way to look at, like you said, it's your time is so valuable and making sure that your guests are having a good time. I think that comparison that you're having to make to your client is a no-brainer, you know, for sure. Yeah. And I think too, I mean, if you were to just just say you've got to take $10 off the top of every single nightly rate that you bring in, Right. And and say you, you book out 20 nights, right? That $200 a month, you know, could have, you're looking at that as, you know, that's me cleaning for X amount of hours or me managing other people for X amount of hours. What else could you do with that time to maybe outrun your margins by an extra 200 bucks? Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. So, so people spend, if you spend right four hours managing your independent cleaner, you know, lockbox is broken, I'm in traffic, flat tire, but instead you can hire a company to do that. What if you just sat in a room for four hours a week and figured out how you could earn $5 more per night all year long, every single year? It's thousands of dollars in the positive. So opportunity cost plays into that quite a bit. It sounds like though that you are growing at a decent rate so that you're not, you're, sounds like you're not having a hard time convincing great hosts or great property managers that the services of a company and the staging and the cleaning is all worth it in the end. True. Yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of the value that we provide is is obviously in the product itself, which is the cleaning. We've got to provide a certain product to, to retain our host and, mm-hmm. and to get you guys great reviews. To the flip side, a lot of our our value is also in the, the service itself, which is instead of you having to text me the schedule every single week, or if you add a new property and you have one person that cleans your current property. You've now got to find another cleaner. Instead, you just you know email us the address and the lockbox info, and you never hear from us again. Yeah. So, so the goal is for the service not to be perfect cleaners, right? We're human. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the goal is to provide a great product, which is the cleaning. But on the other side, which is to like be your superhero and, and be the best partner that we can be for you as a host. How does the how does the host or the property manager pay Tidy Host? Is it a monthly bill, weekly? How does that work? Yeah, so typically our clients are billed weekly, and we actually invested in a platform in which you can either pay in one click, right? You get an email, you click pay, your card's on file. It's 
it's super simple. Or you can actually put your card on file and it's auto pay mm. every single week. So now you don't have to pay us. So, you know, a remote host, it's funny, a remote host that have listings in Philly and live in California or the UK that we hear from like twice a year. Mm-hmm. All, the only communication that we have with them all year is that we simply send them a receipt and they're like, great, you know, it was a great week. And all they do is kind of communicate with guests and we were at their property every other day. So that the payment, you know, it's all part of the service. How can we make this easier? Auto pay, card on file, call it a day. So how do you, like those remote hosts, for instance, does Tidy Hosts have another product where you are co-hosting too? Or are you simply just cleaning? That's it. Yeah. So that's a great question. We only do the cleaning. Awesome. Um, okay. I like that. Yeah. The, the, our stance is that, and we could do it, right? We could co-host. Right. I think it's so um, easy to co-host at this point. True. But the problem is, is that then we're doing two things with 50% focus. Yeah. Right. No. Yep. So, so we've got to retain our hundred percent hyper-focus on the cleaning because it is as you can so imagine. Much. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then how does it work with then the host, their co-host or whomever leaving a review for the guest? Is there a way that you communicate how the guest left the space so that that review system remains intact? Yeah. So there's some uh, clients that do request that we do message them every t- every time we go to the property mm-hmm. and just let them know how the guests fared. But typically, because the whole service, with the exception of that piece, um, is hands-free, they, they're usually like, okay, we trust you guys. Just let us know when something's on fire. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So the stance we take is like, if, if, you're gonna, if, if we would give your guests Anything less than guess was great, followed all house rules, we'll let you know. Right. Gotcha. Otherwise, you know, yeah. Otherwise, you could reasonably assume that that's the type of review you can leave. Cool. We have a burning question that I think we've already asked you on Instagram, but this is another thing that so many hosts asked us about is laundry. Like, so does your team wash and dry towels and sheets and everything while they're there? Just because I know how time-consuming it can be. Is that a part of the plan that you offer? Yes. For your Spill clients? it all, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Let's it's, talk about dirty sheets and dirty towels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tough. The laundry, you know, is tough. And, and there's a couple of reasons. One is that it's becoming more popular to have a one-bedroom listing that has three beds in it. Um, so that, yeah. So, wait, so that wait a minute. I don't on. like, I don't, that's a thing. Yeah. That's, I don't like that. It's yeah. like a hostile situation. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. I mean, we've got a lot of listings that have double the amount of beds than bedrooms. And they're getting booked, um, I'm assuming. They are. I mean, you can imagine that a one bedroom that goes for, I don't know, a hundred bucks a night that sleeps six people. It's a pretty inexpensive stay. Oh, I know, but yeah, okay, that's, that's, scary, another, that's, yeah, that's another, we'll do that on another episode about <laughs> how that's going yeah. down. So yeah. So if you do, yeah, like that's three sets of sheets in a one bedroom yeah. that the cleaning fee is probably 40 bucks. Yeah. To tell, do this math and the time on that. I don't even know how that works. Yeah. So, so there's a couple of uh, different routes we can take. Usually, it depends on the size of the listing. So if you've got typically above a, a two-bedroom, those turns are taking us more than two and a half hours. That's a great opportunity for us to do some laundry on site. Sure. Pending the machines are efficient. Right. So usually we take the stance that our first choice in a larger listing is going to be to do the laundry on site. It's less expensive for us. Um, and they're going to be there for three, four, whatever hours to do the clean. 
On the smaller end, the studios and the one bedrooms that are averaging under two hours for us, typically we're going to pull that laundry offsite, which is uh, a whole beast in its own. So we've got linen drivers that drive around the city. They have a particular route where they'll pick up from, I don't know, today was uh, 15, 20 units apiece. They'll pick up all the dirties, they'll exchange the clean stuff, and then at the end of the day, uh, bring those bags of dirty laundry back to our uh, laundry facility, which is in West Philadelphia. That stuff will be laundered, bagged and tagged, and ready to go out the door uh, first thing tomorrow. And you better be sure that you keep one, two, threes linens with one, two, threes laundry, and then four, five, sixes with four, five, sixes, right? And their towels. And yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's that's... a, I'll fill you in on our, our little secret here. Uh-oh. And, uh, <laughs> I love so, it. <laughs> so when, <laughs> so the easiest way to do that would be when a laundry is bagged in a unit, the driver needs to put a tag on that right away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So let's say it's one, two, three, uh, Main Street that they're picking up from. Um, cleaner puts the laundry in a bag, puts a tag on it that says one, two, three, Main Street, and that laundry is on its way to to be washed. That laundry is then not going to go into, you know, people always think of a laundry facility as like army barracks size washers with mm-hmm. thousands of pieces in it. Typically, the, the size of loads of laundry we're doing are, are going to be pretty small. And because a lot of the buildings that we have have multiple listings, we can put, you know, let's say a maximum of two, two bedroom loads of laundry or two one bedroom loads of laundry in the same load. Yeah. So, so the, so the, the bag comes in. And we still go with a paper and pen uh, to indicate what went into the laundry and then sort of moves through that process so we know what comes out. Oh, wow. But if you've um, got a flat sheet a flat sheet from 123 Apartment A and a flat sheet from 123 Apartment B, how do you know which flat sheet goes to which unit? Brands. Okay. Tags. Okay. Oh, any wow. indication. Yeah, any indication. So you'll see our, our linen uh, inventory will say... Uh, 516, uh, 123 Main Street. Here's what came in. It was a flat sheet from Target that's white and two pillowcases. Okay, so Chris, there's got to be a Tidy Host brand of linens coming out soon, right? You just need to upsell them. That's my, like, you say, hey, if you're going to come on board with my service, you got to use Tidy Host linens and then it's... Just all the same. Because eventually those tags, those tags are going to fade. You know, I've um, seen it where like, because I've got some listings where I've got, you know, twins, fools, queens, and kings. It's the worst. And then I've got, um, and now I now have different hampers for the different sizes because I've noticed the tags are to fade and I can't tell the difference between a queen and a king. Oh, this is, yeah, this is a lot more work than Do I you have. I a have tip all for the same me, Chris. Bed, how, so. can I, how can I fix that with tag in the tag face? Yeah. So when the tag, I mean, look, at this point, I could probably look at a sheet on the ground and tell you what size it is. Oh, you know? wow, you're so good. <laughs> I bet you can fold um, a fitted sheet too, like a boss. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's another tip too. And actually speaking of the linen service, you know, um, we do have a contact in Philly that has really high end linens that we'd like to incorporate into a rental. So we are exploring that now, but but what they do is they'll actually have the manufacturers put a tag, a colored tag on the linens on the inside. So that could solve your tag issue, which is here's a small little circle that's plastic and washable. 
and it's on the inside of the sheet so no one sees it when you Got make it. up the bed. Nice. So smart. Yeah. See, this is why you need to hang out with people who are smarter than you. <laughs> um, I love it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so so what's next for Tidy Host? Just more cities? How do we get more one in services? Columbus? Yeah, what's... I have a specific question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, how, and how, how have you chosen the new cities? Is it just connections or networking or are, are, are they, they franchises? Yeah, that's my next question. Yeah, a lot of, so they're not franchises. These are all uh, corporate locations, if you will. And really what it comes down to is it's twofold for us as far as what our next market will be. A, it's going to be the operator, right? So goes back to my earlier point. Someone's got to drive the ship. Mm -hmm. That operator has to be one that will take the stance that I'll get all of these listings completed at a certain standard. Like our Chicago operator, for example, right? He took the stance that when he opened Chicago, he would clean every single listing until he couldn't anymore to set a standard. Um, so that's the type of person that we like to work with. We don't, uh, you know, someone someone that doesn't care about a title, right? Director of whatever, city manager, that type of thing. They're willing to get their hands dirty and, and get it done, but they've also got the organization and acumen to to sort of put all these moving pieces together and not have any explosions. Right. Um, so the operator is huge. And then the market, right? Where are the markets that we look for are the ones that are totally underserved. It's it's places like Atlantic City with 500 listings. And when I sort of did some undercover boss type stuff and reached out to who was there uh, in the market as, you know, quote unquote, short-term rental cleaners, a lot of the responses I was getting were, there's no guarantee that this company, that we can uh, have your listing ready by check-in if oh your check-in's gosh. at 4 o'clock. <laughs> that, yeah, so, but, how do they even say people? that? Yeah, <laughs> that's a non-negotiable. It's, it's true. It's true. We still hear stuff like that in Philly, where folks are like, "Well, if we don't get the laundry done, we'll leave it in the dryer." No, and I'm like, do the guests make their own beds? Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> so underserved markets where we can provide, you know, our service to the highest degree and it's appreciated is is kind of where we look. And there's a couple more that are on the radar, but for now. It's kind of like we're, we're we're holding strong on on the couple that we've got, Chris. And uh, we'll, you know, Columbus there's, is there's underserved. On <laughs> yeah. So I, I do want to have like two more questions because number one, I always want to just get this um, out to any listeners. You, um, you know, Sarah and I have hundreds at thousands at this point in time reviews, and, and we've done a ton of cleaning on our own. I want to talk about how wonderful our guests are, and that. Normal, like, you know, you walk into a place. I know I walk in often. I'm like, did anybody even stay here? So I want to give a shout out. And I think you could probably second us on this of like how awesome the guests that use short term rentals are. And that it's not this, like, people shouldn't be fearful to list their space because they're scared of people coming in and ruining things. So when you, you know, over a weekend or, or, or all of your time that you've done this, what's the percentage that you've even had anything, you know, broken or that's even, you know, your cleaners have come into a disaster. It's probably few and far between, correct? I hope yeah, so. we, we, use the, we use the one in 10 rule. It's what we tell every single new hire that comes on. And it's that nine out of 10 times, you'll walk into the listings you're assigned to and it'll take exactly as much time as it did the time before. Mm-hmm. One out of ten times, you'll spend double the time there. So I like that. it's it's minimal to say the least. And there, you know, as long as the hosts are putting protections into place, which is a whole other conversation with pricing and vetting guests, it's it's pretty few and far between. My other one I want to talk about, and I don't know if you have this, Sarah. I have this, and my co-host a lot. 
how do we tell people not to bring glitter? And then, like, oh my gosh, confetti. <laughs> I say, like, don't bring glitter. I'm confetti. like, it's like, and they're probably girls on like girls trips. I'm like, no glitter. The glitter and the confetti is like, probably my co host and I, like, we laugh about it. We're like, we'll find it in the refrigerator like weeks and months later. Oh I'm like, gosh. no glitter. <laughs> so that's just something I want to talk about. Cause I'm like, this, how, how do you, we want to put something in there. Like, do you have any listings where, um, people charge if they ruin things, you know, like, Hey, let's say it's glitter or smoking or anything like that. I don't have any, um, anything in place. Like if they check out late or if they do ruin things, I kind of just take it as like cost of doing business. But do you have any of your clients that actually have a fee associated? Like maybe they brought something into the house that they shouldn't have, or they did ruin some things. How, how does your team work on communicating that type of, um, issue? Yeah, so we do have a lot of folks have those types of rules. Now, you know, I don't know enough about their process to know if they've been able to recoup fees and that type of thing. Typically, the biggest we're seeing is extra gas yeah. is, is a big issue, mm-hmm. um, which you should totally charge for. And, and if you don't have a, a camera out front to, to monitor that, that's on you. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of, you know, these these cleaners are going into the same property every two days, all month, year, quarter long. So they know when something's off, mm-hmm. um, which is why we assign them to listings in the first place instead of sprinkling them everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So that's, that's a red flag for them. And they're all aware that you as hosts only have until the next guest checks in to, to put your claim in. Mm-hmm. Um, so they know they've got to report that immediately. And a lot of times with the, uh, you know, that glitter conversation brings up a confetti client that we have. (laughs) (laughs) But, but a lot of that is the cleaner saying like, Oh my God, I'm going to be here for four hours, just vacuuming confetti. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're taking photos and that's their kind of knee jerk is to report that. So Mm -hmm. they, they've just got to understand the urgency and we can only provide as much proof as we can for your, for your claim and whatever Airbnb does to support it or you know move against it mm-hmm. um, is, is beyond us. Cool. I've got a couple of questions for you. Hopefully they won't be too long winded here. But the first one is, what is your feeling on if you have three beds in one bedroom, asking those guests to at least put a load in the wash to get started as part of your, you know, I don't really believe in having a lot of any, really any checkout instructions for a guest these days. But what would be your feeling on if a listener has something like that? And like, I just can't get the laundry done in time. What if they ask their guests to put it in the laundry or the dishes in the dishwasher before they check out? You know, I think, I think it's a a cultural thing, Mm -hmm. right? I, I think the, the hostile sort of setup is only foreign to the U S in other countries. It's, it's common for a house guest to go into someone's home and take care of whatever it is that they use. Mm-hmm. So nothing against the U.S.'s standards, no, but I, right. think, I, I think we get trigger shy of those things, yeah, right? Yeah. When it's very, it's very common elsewhere. So I will say that we have folks that, that tell their guests to strip the bed, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily start a load of laundry, but some guests will even go that far and do it. Right. It, it's, a great, it's a great message to put out there because guests aren't angry by it. They understand that they're using someone else's home mm-hmm. um, and, and half of them do it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, even if you do put the, the message out there that please strip the sheets and put them by the washer when you're done, you're still only going to get half of them that do it. So why so, not but try? I don't think it's a, 
Yeah, exactly. The ones that don't like it and are turned off by it, they're not going to bash you in a review and say like, I can't believe they made me strip a bed I just slept in. <laughs> they're just not going to do it. And right? if they do, like, what you know what I mean? You're going to get those people who are and th- I think that's where I think like um, there's been a trans- transition because I know like vacation homes, like historically, you did have to do a lot of work before you checked out because mm-hmm. they were larger and they want to get everything going for the next guest because they were like Saturday to Saturday mm-hmm. and had limited time. But I think with Airbnb, the expectation of cleaning, especially since there's a fee associated is, wait, why are you charging me a fee if I'm going to have to do some of the, the cleaning? Some of the cleaning, yeah. So. Right. But, you know, cool. just throw the towel. Don't even strip the bed. Throw the towels in the in the wash mm-hmm. and make sure to throw a pod in the dishwasher and just get it started for us. That would right. be awesome. Absolutely. You know, like, yeah. Um, Chris, another question for you is, uh, I've got two. <laughs> um, I know we have amazing guests and they're awesome. But first question is, what is the toughest stain you've ever tackled and how did you get it out? And, or mess. And two, what are your favorite, what are your team's favorite products? And are you guys eco-friendly? Julian, do that for some listings. And I know our listeners are dying to know, like, what what are your go-tos? Yeah, so the craziest thing we've ever seen, um, it was it was a two bedroom listing. It's about twelve hundred square feet. Uh the cleaning was over ten hours. Um <gasps> so to give you an indication, the and the story was even yeah, <gasps> the story was even weirder. So I'll just give you a spark note. We walked in and there was a lot of uh, pet cages, dog cages, uh, you know, all kinds of pet hair. What? There was scratches on a pool table. I mean This is, it was serious. We couldn't figure it out, right? What happened? It was just, there was so much pet hair in a place that didn't allow pets. And then the neighbors the night before had called the cops, which we'd heard from from the host. Uh, As it turns out, there was uh, just cars and vans and trucks pulling up with people and their dogs were getting out and entering the Airbnb to attend the, the doggy birthday party no. that they had in there. No, my <laughs> goodness. You are too... So, <laughs> so the, 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 I, I mean, literally. So literally, the doggy... So we're walking in after... I mean, I'm picturing dogs with party hats and like those little... Oh uh, my gosh. Of, <laughs> Yeah, it was it was insane. So the dogs had a party. The adults who brought the dogs had like a wicked sort of blowout party. <laughs> um, craziest thing we've ever witnessed. Uh, That's hysterical. That is- Wait, um, Chris. So I have actually a lot of I have some clients who I, I consult, and they and they ask, you know, if the building allows pets, like should they as Airbnb hosts allow pets? What do you if the 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 listings that you clean that allow pets? Do you notice any like major difference in the wear and tear between those that don't? Uh, wear and tear wise, like, you know, clawed cabinets and, and, uh, Mm. destroyed furniture. We don't, I think what's more impactful in those listings is the pet dander, the hair that just seemingly never, we we can never get it off. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I think the other thing is, I don't know if you guys have pets. I have a, a dog and you can understand that. The dog goes to the bathroom on a couch. Oh, it never Many goes other away. Dogs will follow suit to claim their couch. Yes, right? So, yes. so in terms of damage, th- those are probably the things that I would say would pop up from there, not necessarily like yeah. holes and walls. Mm-hmm. All right, because listeners, there's a lot of Airbnbs that don't allow pets. So if you do, it's just a it's just a way to make another to, to show pop, pop up on that you know the Airbnb listing platform higher whatever mm-hmm. you can yeah. So anyway, um, okay. How about favorite products? Favorite product. So I'm going to have to say that we're huge fans of Greenworks. Okay. Yeah. So it's, you know, we stumbled upon Greenworks because 
uh, it's a natural multi-purpose that we can use on anything without feeling like we're risking that, let's say, piece of furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have Moroccan hand-painted Moroccan tiles in your bathroom and you have no idea what chemicals adversely affect that, mm-hmm. um, you know, resort to a natural cleaner, which is, you know, we've even experimented with some essential oils and that type of thing to to really make sure we're not damaging anything. Mm-hmm. But top two, I'm going to have to say, is going to be Greenworks or some kind of, you know, natural-ish multi-purpose. And uh, you guys have seen our lint rollers yes. on on Instagram, I'm sure, which we don't use in all of our listings, but they they do some serious damage to any hair left behind. Yes. So this episode, I mean, Sarah and I could talk with Chris I know, all day. He's a busy man, so yeah. we won't. But Chris, can you please... Let all of our listeners know where they can find you online and social media. Because I know social media, you guys are always giving great tips. So please let us know the cities you're in and everywhere that we can find Tidy Host. For sure. Yeah. So Tidy Host uh, can be found online at www.tidyhost.co. Um, we currently serve the Philadelphia and surrounding areas, the Jersey Shore, which would include Atlantic City, Brigantine, Ventnor, Cape May. Uh, coming soon, Ocean City, and uh, San Diego, California, as well as Chicago, Illinois, which uh, is our newest market. And on Instagram, Facebook, you can find us just at Tidy Host. Um, Twitter as well, same thing, at Tidy Host. Come on and engage with us. Send us questions, anything you guys want, we're happy to answer. Wow. Thank you so much for yeah. the amazing episode, Chris. We really appreciate yes. it. Yes. And we will see you soon, hopefully, when we're in Philly. We want to stay in one of these, uh, one of your brothers, yeah. bougie high rises. Yeah, wait. That's true. <laughs> I do too. Uh, all right. I thank you. Oh, yeah. All right. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. Head on over to the show notes for this episode at thanksforvisiting.me. If you're looking to take your listing to the next level and show your guests how much you care, be sure to check out our line of thoughtful hosting products. From hosting checklists to custom mugs to toilet paper stickers, we've got you covered. And if you love our show, remember, sharing is caring. Please hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Awesome reviews help us bring you awesome content. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to hanging out with you next week. Thanks for visiting.